Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, probably near and dear to a lot of you all since we all have children, all right, and everything that's going on now. COVID-19 is happening, guys. We all know what's happening. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. 3.4 million cases um, just, in the, just in the U.S. alone, uh, more than 138,000 deaths. We just had almost 61,000 new cases yesterday here in America. These, these numbers are ridiculously crazy, absurd numbers, guys. So the thing is, depending on which state you live in, um, is your kid eligible to go back to school? Um, is the state pushing towards having the schools open up? Um, you know, so I'm in Connecticut now, and so they're kind of in a flux. We don't know what's going to happen with our children, whether or not you know we send our kids back to school and then they learn the traditional route, or whether or not they have like the virtual learning. But my kid's about to start kindergarten, so this is one of those one of those uh, school years that is very vital. It's his first year. It's his first year of real school. So he did very well in pre-K, but now start, you know, now it's time for kindergarten. So his school teaches him, you know, uh, uh, a foreign language, you know, so Spanish. Um, it takes a bunch of math classes, very advanced, very, very good curriculum. However, with COVID-19 happening, do we send our kids back to school? What do you guys think about this, guys? I was just talking to my wife about this. I am undecided about it. I really don't want to send my kid back to school because uh, there's no vaccine for COVID, right? Um, Kids uh, tend to have uh, the, you know, once they get COVID, they usually don't show any symptoms. So what happens is they go to school, they spread it with each other and they bring it back home and they bring home to mom and dad. Or let's say if grandma and grandpa are visiting and they're elder and, and they, um, have the pre-existing conditions to where COVID can really take them out. They bring it home to grandma and grandpa, or they bring it home to their aunt, uncle, or bring it home to another brother or sister. And you know, kids are petri dishes, right? They're just a bunch of germs. Um, but with with like COVID coming in, it's just like they can harbor this this uh, this virus and bring it home to the families, to make everybody sick. Um, so I am undecided on what I what I want. I am I honestly don't want my kid to go to school. Um, but it's just a matter of what do we do? Because in America, right, we have to work. You know, we got to pay bills, right? You know, you got a mortgage or if you have rent or if you got a car note, uh, you know, people don't plan for pandemics. We we set six months, you know, or six months to a year worth of money set aside in case something happens. And we're luckily blessed to have done that and don't have to worry about anything like that. But what about the families who aren't? What about the families who, you know, they don't have the opportunity to sit out and telework. What if you're in a job where you're a factory worker and the factory's open and guess what? You got to go to work or you're a fast food worker and you're making just enough money to, you know, to pay bills and, you know, to keep a roof over your kid's head. Um, and you have to send your kid there because that's the only place that they can go because you can't be there. You know, I always think about stuff like that because my mother, you know, like she was a single mother. And so I always start to think about stuff like that because you know, we really didn't have that opportunity. If something like this were to happen now, when I was growing up, my mom wouldn't have the opportunity to um, actually stay home with me. You know, my grandparents worked, my mom worked, 
my uncle was in college. My other uncle, um, you know, he worked also as a lab tech at the hospital. So he, you know, he would have been an essential worker. So we're looking at me, Nino's corner. Nino would have had to go to school, you know. Uh, so you know, I would have been right there in the in the heap of all this when it comes to the pandemic. You know, half of me says, you know, kindergarten. This is my, you know, this is like the start of my son's school career. So vital. He needs to go. Um, he's an only child, so he he's missing friends. He's missing being around other kids, and you know. We spruce up the house for him, playpen in the back, swing, tire swing, big trampoline. We gotten everything for him, right? So he has his fun here. And of course he has he's a he's a twenty fifteen baby, right? So he's um the iPads and stuff, he can master that and he has his numbers and he's and he's he's occupied, but he he needs he needs um, you know, you know, children. He needs other children around him. So what do we do, guys? What do we do? I think, I think we, I don't know, man. I don't know. I am very undecided on this. So I don't want to send him to school, like I said, guys, because I don't want him to, to, to get it and be exposed and bring it home. And who knows? Like, we don't know what the long-term effects of this are. All right. So, but if we don't send him to school, how do we educate our kids? All right. Um, man, it's, it's a tough one, especially if you got to go to work, you know, like what, what do you do when you can't take off? So I know we have a lot of people on the board who want to know about this and, you know, uh, who are going through the same thing, you know, who, who have children, uh, who are very young and, and, and need that, that actual classroom, you know, so we have to think about what's best for our kids and what's best for not only our kids, but what's best for our families and what's best for society. Um, you know, is this going to be a time where, I don't know, maybe schools be forfeited for you. Think about that for a minute. Like what if schools are like forfeited and we don't have schools this year, you know? So, I mean, there's a lot to think about here, a whole lot to think about, but you know, 3.4 million cases of COVID since its inception here in the States uh, over 138,000 deaths, guys, and 60,000 new cases as of yesterday, as of Sunday night. So, yeah, that's a Sunday night. You guys, get, you know, yeah, Sunday night, not Monday night. Yeah, because you guys hear this on Tuesday morning, <laughs> and I record this on Monday night. So it is something serious, guys. Tell me what you think. Drop me a line. Tell me what you think. Now, like on to the second part of this. So the... Uh, the governor, well, not the governor, um, not the governor, but the lieutenant governor. I'm sorry, guys, I couldn't think. Dan Patrick of Texas just deemed that um, teachers were essential workers, right? So if teachers are essential workers, you know what that means? Like, they got to go to work. And so Texas is one of those states where they're starting to open up. And they're saying school's going to start at the regular time. And how did I notice, you know, so my parents live in Georgetown, Texas, um, which is right next door to Leander. Got a couple of friends that live in Leander and their uh, their school district is basically saying that school is going to start on time. So they're sending their kids to school and there is no offense. But I mean, your kid by law has to go to school, right? They have to go to school. So uh, I I don't see this ending well. I mean, we already see what's happening in Houston, right? Um, Houston. uh Let's see, Houston had some ridiculous amount of new cases. I don't know. I forgot how many cases, but it was a stupid amount, just crazy amount. Um, another 11 deaths yesterday due to COVID. 
Um, so Austin is is probably going to get hit bad too if, if if they continue to keep everything open. So if teachers are deemed essential workers, then what does that mean, guys? So let's talk about that on the other end. Go to a small commercial break. All right, guys, and we're back, man. So we're just talking about how Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick basically said that teachers are essential workers. So if teachers are essential workers, um, shouldn't they get paid like them? Just saying. I mean, teachers are so vital. And I'm very passionate about this because, you know, I have a lot of family members that taught. Um, you know, so my grandmother taught for over 45 years. Um, basically, and until she died, she passed away in 2017. Uh, well, I wouldn't say until she died, you know, but she retired, uh, but she went back and substitute taught for a while because she loved teaching. Um, she taught, yeah, from 27, see, 2017, she was 76 years old when she passed away. Um, she started teaching when she was 22, when she graduated from Grambling. Um, she went and got her master's from Centenary uh, down in Shreveport. Uh, yeah, but she started teaching at 22, and you look at 22 to... I mean, she yeah, she taught forty five years, so that so that had put her at sixty seven years old. But if I'm not mistaken, I think she actually taught a little bit after that. Also, she she sub, so yeah, she did sub. So she taught for almost fifty years. When you think about it, so a fifty year teacher, um, and I know the kind of money that 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 she brought in. Um, it wasn't essential worker money, you know. It wasn't um, the money that we would deem an essential worker. And if if you are an essential worker during this time, we should get. We should be paying essential quote unquote workers more during this time during this pandemic um you know even the president said this is like a war zone all right i mean he said it out of his own mouth that this was like a war zone and when he says a war zone uh, you know i don't i don't know what he means per se but when i hear that term when i hear somebody say something like a war zone it's you're, you're putting yourself in harm's way every day and so there should be a premium on that pay. I know me being in the military, when I go over to Afghanistan and Iraq, I get paid hazard duty pay because I'm in a hazardous place. Uh, so what about these nurses and these doctors and these teachers who we are putting basically in situations where um, COVID is going to be so present around them that they are they have the opportunity to get it way more likely than a normal citizen? especially teachers, but then you got to think about the age of these people too. So you're looking at teachers and doctors and nurses. Um, they are probably older than, than 45 or 50. Some are right. Teachers usually can't retire until you have 30 years in. So you, at least if you graduate college, you got to at least be 52 if you start at 22. Right. Um, so you got to get 30 years plus uh, your age equals a certain amount of you know, you know, like a certain number, which ends up giving you your retirement system, right? So, doctors never retired fifty, right? So you're 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 having people who are in that plus fifty range who are the most vulnerable people when it comes to COVID, and they're the uh, deemed essential workers. Nurses the same way, you know, nurses working, you know, well until their to their age. I mean, and and until their sixties, you know, so. Um, you know, and most people who work those fields work until Social Security age so that they can definitely work, uh, work to their 62, draw to retirement, you know, like, you know, yeah, so drop the retirement date, draw to retirement, draw Social Security, the whole nine, right? So most people do work to the 62. So those people in that 12-year range, that 50 to 62-year range, those, those teachers, those doctors, those nurses, they are in harm's way every day, and those are the most vulnerable people. So... You know they're putting themselves in an opportunity 
to end up getting the, the actual virus at a much higher rate than us because they're around it more. So let's say, for instance, you have a, a, a first or second grade teacher and they're 54, 55 years old and you're around a bunch of kids who are, don't wash their hands as much and they, they're playing around a lot, they're running around, freeze tag, they're doing what kids are supposed to do, right? But doing what kids are supposed to do is what's going to get people sick and they're going to get it and they're going to pass it along because their kids are not the cleanest. Let's be honest, they're not the cleanest. So you're going to have people like that in harm's way. And then your teacher who is older uh, has a classroom of seven to 10 kids now because it's scaled down, but these kids aren't going to be messed up from the COVID-19 disease. It's that teacher. It's that teacher who's going to be affected by that virus and it, it can take her out just because she's doing her job. So, Guys, let me know what you think, man. Do you think we should still have school for this upcoming year? Do you think we should homeschool? Do we think school should be let out for a year? Do you think we should have a virtual school? Do you think we should have like the cohort system where neighborhoods get together and teach kids themselves from, you know, yard to yard? I mean, what is the best solution? Leave me your thoughts, guys, in the comments, man. I appreciate everything that you guys do for me. Uh, give me that five-star comment, five-star review on all of your streaming platforms, guys, where it's Google Play, um, Apple Podcasts, the whole nine. And um, on that note, guys, you know, I'm going to end this. Do you, man. Don't be afraid to fail. I'll grow your environment. Understand your brilliance. Um, new stuff for the clothing lines coming out. Do you. So the Nino's Corner merch. Go there. Get some clothing line. But I got some new stuff, man. It's going to be fresh and amazing, man. But anyways, I'm out, man. Love you guys. Nino's Corner, out. Salute.